listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring. My name is Jeff White, and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how's it going? Happy it, Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. It is going well. I've got to say, the people listening to this, it may not be Friday for them. No, it's so probably Tuesday. There is a, a six out of seven chance that it will not be Friday for them, and therefore we apologize. But I think that's okay. I think you are allowed to record one day and release on another. This I is mean, true. This is true. Live. I think what's so interesting about today's show is that well, it'll be interesting to see if we offend some people along the way, uh, but is that we're you know we're really bringing in a um, a, an expert uh, strategist that um, works with a particular niche of manufacturers, and um, so we we often talk to manufacturing marketers client side, but. Uh, yeah. We're taking a bit of a different approach today, so I'm excited about this. Jeff, introduce yeah, our guest. as well. Um, so today we have Mark Mitchell with Wizard Strategy. He's a strategic marketing consultant to the building material company industry. That's pretty, uh, pretty interesting stuff. Pretty specific. Yeah. Mark, welcome to the Cooler Ring. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks, Jeff and Carmen. I'm really looking forward to this. Fantastic to have you here. Why don't you just introduce uh, yourself a bit to our listeners and and and. Uh, tell them what you're up to, and then we can start uh, going from there. Well, I'm a um, I'm a consultant to building material companies to help them grow their sales. I have been in this industry for um, 40 years. Started out in my uh, in early 20s working for an advertising agency that only did building material companies. Uh, and and have stuck with it ever since. So I've worked with over 100 building material companies and helping them solve their problems of how do they grow their sales. Um, and everything in building materials is about the channel of distribution. If you don't have the architect, the contractor, the dealer, the distributor, the big box buyer, the facilities manager, the home builder, whoever you need uh, on your side, it's not going to happen. I love the focus, Mark, and I really uh, was excited in one of our uh, earlier chats when you just told me that one of the things that you find you help your clients with is, is that they just don't know who they're trying to sell to. And there's an awful lot of discussion, of course, in the space of B2B more broadly, manufacturing, marketing, or what have you. Uh, around the expanding uh, buying committees uh, that that people are faced with, there's more people influencing the the process, and it's leading a lot of folks to I think sometimes be confused about who they ought to be selling to and directing their messaging to. So tell me more about that. Well, in in the case of building materials, um, and I I always start by looking and saying, are we talking about, is this a product used in a new home or a product used in a new building? Or is this a product that's used when you like, you need to replace your roof uh, or you want new windows or something? Um, and I start there and then I, I map out like how do how do we get from you, the manufacturer, to it being installed in the building? Um, who are all the people that, that have to touch that and what order does it happen? Um, who actually makes decisions, but who has tremendous influencing power over those decisions? And so I find many times that it's, you know, an example is I will go to the home builder show every year and I will sit there with a client and I will watch my client sell a builder on their product. 
and their builders like, wow, this is a fantastic, I'm, this is going to help me build better homes, uh, faster, cheaper, whatever, whatever it is. And, um, and he, he uh, walks away from the booth with a brochure in his hand or whatever. And uh, the salesperson's got a big smile on his face. I'll, I'll make a habit of maybe six weeks later, I will reach out to that builder and just say, hey, I met you at the builder show and I, I met you at this booth and you seem really uh, you know, enthused about this product. Uh, uh, are you using it? Uh, uh, you know, Mark, I'm not. Well, what happened? Well, you know, it is a great product, but I got back and I told my framing contractor that I wanted to start building this way. And he looked at me and said, well, you know, I'm going to have to charge you more. Okay. And, and he's like, yeah, but it takes less labor to do it. He goes, yeah, but it's different. So I'm going to have to charge you more. And so, Mark, I don't have time to go. I know I could fight this through, right? But I've got a hundred other things. It, it's a nice idea. I just don't have time today to deal with this. So we're just going to keep doing it the way we've been doing it. So all of a sudden it's like, wait, was it really the builder that's the customer or is it the, is it the contractor? Okay. You know, and you, you run into that all the time about like who really makes a decision and who uh, has uh, maybe who's an influencer or who has power over that decision. So in that example, what are you going to suggest to your client who's showing their wares at the home show? Um, well, I mean, it, it, I had this, it, it's so funny, the same exact thing happened this year with two, I I always at, um, like at the home builder show, the architect show, whatever show I'm going to, I will try to get like a home builder and say, hey, will you spend, uh, you know, you spend a, a few minutes with me? I'd like to walk you around and show you some things. I want to get your take on, is this a good idea? You know, would you, is this product going to help you? Um uh, and um, and I walked him to look at a uh, a plumbing product, and I walked him to look at a drywall product. And the both builders, are, you know, they all the builders said to me, "Oh, this is definitely better than what we're doing today." You know, it's like. And then their next thing was, "I wish our drywall contractors or I wish our plumbers used this system." Okay, and it's like, "Whoa, can't you just tell them?" Nope. <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I tell them, you know, you need to, um, you need to install drywall, uh, in this many houses, this many houses, uh, what's your quote. And, uh, and if there's a problem, um, you know, you're going to make it right. So you're going to guarantee I'm going to be happy, right? I'm not going to tell the guy how to do his job. Right. And so, so what I have found is that you, you uh, first need to go to the contractor in this, in this case, you need to go to the contractor first and show them why their business will be better if they will use this product. Because frequently we also make a mistake about thinking that the, the product benefits or the reason why this product is better is enough to sell it. And it's, it's usually not people will frequently look and say, Oh, Mark, yeah, that's a, that is a better, that's a better plumbing system. It really is, but I don't need it. <laughs> the one, the old fashioned one I'm using is just fine. Okay. Uh, or builders won't pay. For it. I think it was Seth Godin that uh, said that uh, basically is like being better isn't enough that you have to be kind of 10 X better is the kind of threshold that something needs to get to in order to, be worth the change. And I don't know if there's any science to that 10 X, of course. I, I agree with that. I think that that, uh, I think when you're, but I think that's, well, one I find with, with my people I deal with, that's kind of a scary a number that they can't 
fathom. Uh, and I think that also in my mind has to do is if you're just looking at product alone and, and I look also many times that people focus so much on the product, um, the, this, uh, the manufacturer, their mark, sales and marketing people focus on our product, our product, our product. And, and today there's also more and more the customer looks and says, you know, I don't even want to hear this, but your product pretty much is comparable to your competition. You know, you have a couple little things that are better. They have a couple little things that are better. But in the end, you're both good enough. Okay. Now, the next thing is how easy or hard is it for me to do business with you? Okay. I mean, I literally this morning noticed a, um, a contractor installing a, a glass walls to, uh, to create a conference room in a building. And I saw him install it last week and I saw him yesterday take it back down. And I stopped him on my way to you know, meet with you this morning. I said, what, what happened? He said, oh, well, the manufacturer drilled the, the holes half an inch wrong. And so we had to take it, this whole thing apart and they had to ship us all new glass panels. Okay. And, and so, so I said, how often does that happen? He says, Oh, more often than you, you know, you believe. And so right there, it's like, he doesn't, he's not having a, just because their glass is better. doesn't matter if like I send you a drawing and you can't ship me the glass that's accurate. Um, you know, you just cost me probably my profit on this job because I can't go back to the uh, owner of the building and say, Oh, they shipped the wrong glass. So I'm going to have to charge another $300 to reinstall it. That's not going to happen. So the point, so there's the, how easy or hard is it for you to do business with me? Um, and then the next element that, um, that I find is if you, you understand my business, uh, can you help me to be more successful or solve other problems that are, that I'm facing right now? You know, can your product, if I'm a builder and I can't get enough labor, can your product help? me uh does it take less labor to install okay um did, can you show me like i'm really afraid of concerned we have a an industry that hasn't changed in you know decades that in the last few years is going through massive disruption in terms of sourcing materials designing buildings how buildings are built they're being built in factories now instead of on job sites um, this is scary stuff and so I'd like to partner with the manufacturer who, who understands what's happening and can, can guide me, work with me um, to help me to move through this transition. Um, and then the, the fourth element I find people miss is they think that it's my company selling a product to your company. As a, and they don't stop a minute and say, okay, there's an individual making the decision here. What's the you know persona of this individual? You know, if they're at an architectural firm, is this person a young person who's trying to get promoted to become partner? Okay, um, uh, are they a senior person that's already a partner and they're worried about how do we get a next project? Right. Well, so when I start to understand that, now I can look and say, gee, how will my product help you? <laughs> you know, look better to your bosses so you get promoted to partner. How will my product help you get more hotel pro design projects? Um, and, you know, so it's the people forget about there's also an individual and, you know, you want to have that somebody be your champion uh, within that buying committee, someone who's really going to uh, believe in you and, and fight for you. 
but we tend to step back and keep it kind of antiseptic looking like company to company product and price. And that's it. Make sense? So there's kind of, two, yeah, absolutely. There's two pieces to that. I mean, there's the uh, notion on the one hand that I, what you're telling me is manufacturers are a lot uh, more uh, comfortable uh, talking about the uh, specs of their product or what have you and less comfortable perhaps messaging around uh, the more nuanced benefits. Like you say, in- industries undergoing massive disruption. I'm looking for a manufacturing partner that can help me navigate that. I don't know. I think part of what you're saying is, is that those the manufacturers aren't used to having those conversations. And then uh, going one step further, they have to have those conversations with a human, not company to company. Right. And, and, and so one of the ways that I help manufacturers get around that is I will always, when I meet with a an architect, a builder, distributor, dealer, who anybody, I, one of the questions I always ask them is who are your three favorite um, suppliers? I don't care what they sell you, <laughs> but who, who are they and, and why? And they can immediately name three companies. And, and literally, I would say, so if somebody came to you and they were 10% cheaper than these three, would you switch? And they look at me like, probably not. Okay. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, these companies, um, it's their, their, the company itself and the sales rep really understands, you know, what's going on in my business and my life. Um, you know, what, what is it like to be a home builder? What are the challenges a home builder is facing today? What, what can happen? What is most likely to happen to, to turn a profit into a loss? You know, uh, how worried am I about homeowners complaining about me on Facebook? Okay. Um, you know, why am I, who's my competition and, and how do I differentiate myself? You know, what are my goals for next year? Do you know those, do you know my business plan? You know, you should. And, and so what I find is those top three know all of those things. And so sometimes that helps people to go, Oh, okay. I know those people. All right. I can use that as a benchmark. Okay. So my question is, you know, for those top three suppliers cited in that moment, of course, it's chances are that's been a relationship that's been cultivated over a number of years, where the challenges, of course, for marketers, uh, potentially even bringing new products to market, um, would be how do they communicate that ease of doing business? How they how do they communicate that um, they're going to be able to get to um, that trusted uh, partner status that you just uh, described um, without already being there? So, uh, so one is it does not, um, people get, people can get mixed up and say, okay, there's a great sales rep in Ohio (laughs) and all of his builders love him and it's the rep, it's not the company. And there are reps like that. Okay. But uh, when you're really doing it right, it, the company itself has the philosophy and it has, it's just how the company operates. Like Marvin windows is a company that, that, uh, that to me has a reputation like that. Um, it frequently pops up on when I ask, you know, who are the, uh, you know, top three, um, you know, I will hear Marvin and, and it doesn't matter who the local rep is. Uh, I mean, they, they certainly are important, but they know that it's the, 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 the core of the company. It's their mission. That's how they do business. Um, and, you know, when we do something, uh, you know, Jeff, you're, 
you know, you, there's things that you do that you do very well. They just come naturally. And so you're just kind of like, well, well, duh, you know, how hard could this be? You know, if, if I can do it, you know what I mean? And so, you know, and, and so I, I, I many times fall into that same problem. So um, last year, a sales rep for a client of mine called me and he said, Mark, I, uh, I'm going to meet next week with 15 um, lumber dealers um, they're having their state convention and I paid $350 to be a sponsor. And that entitles me to 15 minutes sitting at a table with, uh, with these 15, uh, lumber dealer owners. Okay. Uh, Mark, what should I do with that 15 minutes? Okay. You know, and I said, okay, well, the last thing you should do is talk about your company or your product, you know? And he's like, huh? <laughs> you know, and I said, okay. I'm going to send you talking points. I'm going to send you just a series of things to just talk with them about. Okay. And, and so I, uh, you know, so I sent him, eh, I think it was like six different points. It's kind of like, like, wow, you know, how, how do you guys as lumber dealers, you know, how, how do you continue to succeed, you know, in the face of people like Lowe's and Home Depot, you know, wanting to take all your customers, you know? How do you succeed today when builders are getting bigger and more sophisticated and more demanding, you know, uh, of you, you know, and, and, you know, I went through like, you know, and how do you succeed when your largest manufacturers, all of a sudden you're not very important to them. Like you're a second class citizen now compared to Lowe's or Home Depot, or maybe selling direct to somebody, you know, how, how do you do that? You know, and he, he was just curious, just asking questions. So he, he, uh, he called me that afternoon and he, and I said, well, how'd it go? He said, Mark, he said, two hours later, I had to leave. Okay. Because I had another meeting. Okay. So my 15 minutes turned into a two hour discussion. So I started talking and these guys' heads were nodding up and down. Okay. I didn't have answers. I, I was just like, wow, like, how do you, you know, wow, the challenges you're facing, how do you do that? Cause I want to know how we can help you. And so he said of the 15 uh, lumber dealers said three of them, we currently have as customers. Um, and, and so 12 of them, we don't. And he said, three of the people sitting at the table handed me their business cards and said, um, uh, I want to talk to you. Any company that understands our business the way you do is somebody we should be doing business with. He never once talked about their prices, never once talked about why their product is better or anything. Okay. That's all he did. Okay. And 15 minutes turned into two hours. And, and all of a sudden these people go, this, this guy, and I think this company gets it better than most of the companies we buy from. And we need to be dealing with more people like this. And it, it sounds like, you know, we, we often say, and, and we've heard uh, other consultants mention this to us before, you know, you want to, you want your customers to feel like you've had a camera in their office and have heard the kinds of conversations that they've been having about the struggles that they have and that you're able to pinpoint those and, and get them thinking about it. it it's a little voyeuristic, but <laughs> that that's a great way to put it. I, I yeah, that's a great way. I, I'm going to, nah, well, I mean, you want to be careful how you put it, but, that, but that's a, that's a, a, you know, that's a, that's a great way to put it because I, I, um, I first uh, tell people, people, well, I'm just naturally curious. And I guess, you know, maybe that's different, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm just naturally curious. And so, 
you know, so like the idea of learning a little bit more about the business uh, or the business of being a lumber dealer, then then learning about that lumber dealer versus the other, you know, who his competition is. Okay. Um, you know, just Google, Google checking any news articles, you know, did they acquire somebody or were they just acquired, uh, you know, any of those things now provide me great information to have a discussion. And the other problem is it's okay to go in there and not be an expert, not have answers. It's, it's going in there with questions and the right attitude and interest and concern is really what, you know, really what gets them. The Cooler Ring is proud to be a media sponsor of the 2019 Manufacturer Ed Summit Conference, which is being held September 16th to 18th in Chicago, Illinois. Carvin and I will be live on site recording interviews for future episodes of The Cooler Ring. You can save $200 now with the discount code COOLERPARTNERS200 at ManufactureEdSummit.com. That's ManufactureEdSummit.com. I think this is fantastic um, uh, sales advice, and provided you're having that conversation with somebody that's reasonably senior in the firm and is somewhat responsible for future value creation in the firm and, and has to be challenged in dealing with those problems, then, of course, uh, I think you're going to be well-positioned to set yourself up for a good conversation and and to uh, come across as a thought leader uh, it, along the way, simply by asking smarter questions than others. But yeah, I'm, I, I guess I would push back a little bit and just to say, I'm not sure how, you know, uh, uh, marketers aren't always the ones in those conversations. And that's the problem. Um, and I do think that in some ways, um, marketers are challenged with how do they communicate. Um, they're the type of company uh, that will ask smarter questions. <laughs> Um, without actually having the person in there doing that at the uh, uh, at the three hundred and fifty dollars sponsored uh, fifty minute conversation, right? So, so I, so this is this is a very big problem, particularly in building materials and and maybe uh, across you know across the manufacturing universe, but but you know where where building materials, I always make a you know a joke that are well, it's like I say it's run by too many old white guys. You know, and uh, that, you know, it's like the marketing and building materials is 10 years behind the rest of the world. And and uh, and so um, and so the marketing many times is it's called marketing, but it's really an art studio. And so that's run by the sales manager and the sales manager tells the tells the uh, marketing department what to do. Like we're going to this trade show. Uh, I You need to design a booth. I need another brochure. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't know. Nobody uses social media. That's what my kids use. Okay. You know, we don't need a social media program. Um, and, and so, uh, and so the, so marketing in many cases is not, uh, what do I say is not appreciated or respected as much as it should. And, and, and then there are some companies that it's getting better every day, but it's still, I can, I, you know, I do twice a year, I do a workshop where people come for two days to, to, to Boulder to, um, um, you know, learn how to be a better sales or marketing person and building materials and marketing people will, will, you know, they, they'll say, Mark, you know, my, 
uh, everything I've learned this last two days, exactly what we need to do, how we need to improve our digital marketing, how we need to do this or that. But how, help me help me argue with the owner <laughs> about why we need to do this. OK, uh, what you know, what how do I do this? And then the and then the second one they'll say is like, Mark, we're not we have no uh, connection with the customer. Like we can't get you know, we can't uh, we can't ride along with a salesperson. Right. Um, you know, they'll go, oh, well, that's a waste of time and money. We'll tell you what this customer needs, you know. And so what I've told them is like, you know, you create your own panel of customers. OK, you 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 know, you go meet your on your own. Go meet a builder. OK, and just say, hey, I'm 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 in marketing for this roofing company. I really want to learn more about home builders and roofing. Could you help me? And you'd be surprised in 90 percent of builders to say, please, I, I, what can how can I help you? All right. So you can create your own little panel of customers as a marketing person and um, that you make sure you're doing a better job. So basically the instruction to marketers is they can pretend in some way or at least get themselves into conversations that are more research, uh, not sales in nature, but are these types of conversations where salespeople get the insights? Of course. Yeah. You're doing market research. You're not selling anything. You're doing market research on your own and and don't ask for permission. Go do it. <laughs> you know, and you know, if you get if you go to a trade show, yeah. don't stand around and worry about if the carpet was vacuumed last night. Start talking to the architects or builders that are at the show. You know. <laughs> you know. And then, of course, um, you know, the act of doing that can't help but inform the uh, marketing that is produced. So I think that's a that's a fair point. Yes. Well, and I think that, that, that you get the uh, senior uh, leadership of the company and the senior salespeople start to go, wait, wait a minute, this marketing person's asking surprisingly good questions. They're having surprisingly good observations, you know, hmm, <laughs> you know. Um, maybe this company does get it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, it's 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 in some companies it can be quite uh, frustrating, as you, you we all know, you know. <laughs> Uh, for sure, I want to I want to get into a little bit, uh, and you've you've alluded to some of this uh, around the the challenges and changes that are going on in terms of how you know in in the case of your industry how building materials are being distributed and sold and how that is you know not not going through the traditional channels so much anymore and we're seeing that with other manufacturers that we work with where their their distribution channels are getting disrupted and and shaken up what what do you think is the the kind of the next state of uh of distribution for building materials and where's that going that's wild i mean it's it's really if you want to see what's driving it there's a company called katera k-e-t E-R-R-A. Um, and they would say that they're a uh, technology company um, that happens to be in construction. Okay. Um, and so they had bring a Silicon Valley mindset to construction. They went to Wall Street and said, you know, the one industry in the whole world that has not had any productivity improvements ever is construction. We want to change that. And Wall Street sat there and said, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, when I bought my first flat screen TV, how much did that cost? And how much does one cost today? You know, how come a house or a building still costs 30% more than it should and takes a lot longer? And I have to put up with a lot of questionable quality workmanship. You know, why is that in today's world? You know, 
and um, and so uh, so this whole the whole shift is now moving toward reducing waste and inefficiency. It's not about build it um, uh, cheaper. It's not about is your how much does your product cost. And so the, the industry's been stuck in a thing about these are my product features and how, here's how much it costs. And and so they think the customer only cares about can I buy it cheaper? If you want, you know, if you want to sell something, just have a cheaper price. And and there's still large parts of the industry that are are stuck in that mindset, but but the people that are going to turn the world upside down don't really care about the price of an individual product. They're looking at the whole picture. Um, in uh, Manhattan, uh, Marriott is uh, announced two weeks ago that they're building a 168 room hotel i forget how many stories it is 20 or so stories and uh they're going to build it in 90 days and uh unheard of by you know traditional how you build a hotel which is probably more like two years um now the hotel is being built in modules and those modules are being built in poland so there's a factory in poland making every bathroom every guest room every room that goes in the in that hotel and shipping it over and then a crane will sit there and in 90 days put this thing together like a bunch of legos so if i'm a hotel developer going huh let's see i if i could build my hotel in 90 days i would be have um i'd be paying my construction loan for only 90 days instead of for two years and I'd have customers paying, renting, you know, uh, reserving rooms and paying me money uh, a year and a half sooner. Gee, uh, Mr. Uh, architect and contractor that's built the last 10 hotels for me, what are you going to do about this? Okay. Can, can you compete with this? Yeah. And a 10% reduction on a couple of building materials and all of that mess doesn't make yeah. much of a difference, does it? No, no. And so what happens is they'll say, like, if I say a new measure, there's another really interesting guy to follow. It's a company called Entekra, E-N-T-E-K-R-A. And the um, they're in Northern California, but they come from Ireland. And there's this crazy Irishman named Jerry, uh, G-E-R-R-Y, McCoffey. And he is like the Pied Piper uh, or the evangelist for, I'll call it the factory built construction industry. And um, four years ago, my sister, who is a VP of marketing for a, a home builder in Ohio that built 600 homes a year, she called me and said, Mark, I went to this uh, builder association luncheon and there was this crazy guy from Ireland who came and for one hour insulted us about what what stupid builders we are and what horrible homes we build that cost too much. And she says, I've never paid to be insulted like that. You, she said, Mark, you'd like this guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, yeah, I, I encourage you to like just uh, follow him on on LinkedIn. It's amazing. It's just amazing. And uh, and so Louisiana Pacific, I think, just made a huge investment in his company. Um, and it, it, he keeps every day driving home the point about, OK, gee, this home got built in this much time. How long is it taking you to build your home? Right. Oh, let me show you the quality control we have on how we build. What's the quality control on your your home? You know, and geez, it's just relentless. Um, and so this is like waking people up. And so you as a manufacturer can either say, okay, 
I can get out ahead of this and I can be saying to my builder customers, wow, look what's coming. Uh, we're, we're working to, um, you know, to find ways to help you be more competitive as this world changes. Okay. That builder's like, great. <laughs> Glad to hear somebody's on the case. Okay. Cause I don't know what to do. It does seem that they, those builders in some way may be fighting a losing battle though, doesn't it? I mean, with that level of disruption. It's, well, I, I, I I mean, I think if we if we go, I think it's going to happen. Some people tell me, you know, twenty years, but I think the way change happens today, um, and we, I think the biggest problem is there's there will be a capacity issue for how much. Katera uh, thinks going to build like six more factories around the United States in the next two years, um, but even then, you know, the, they can't put a dent in how many homes are going to be built. Um, uh, but, but it's going to just keep happening. And so, um, the home builder himself, the whole way the buildings are constructed is going to dramatically change, you know, in the next five years. And so if you're a builder, you probably are need to be focused on, I'm really going to be a sales and marketing company. I sell homes. Okay. It doesn't really like I'm a car dealer. It doesn't really matter like who makes the home or, I mean, it does, but, but not, it's no longer, you know, me out there in my boots in the mud, um, you know, worrying about if Henry showed up today (laughs) to do that, to put the doors in. Um, and so there's a, there's a interest. This, uh, Gary McCoffney told me like the new metric. He says, when a builder comes to me and says, I'd like to talk to you about building my homes. And he's like, and by the way, Mark, I can't, take anybody i'm sold out like i can't take any more customers so i'm not looking for but builders still come to me and and i will ask them how much does it cost you for every extra day it takes you to complete the house and they can't answer that question and if they can't answer that question i say you i can't help you till you understand because that's a value that i bring to you so until you understand that okay uh you know that if you right now you build a you buy a new home from a builder it's going to be at least seven months till um, till they're going to hand you the keys to move into your home. Um, and so that every day costs that builder, I don't know, $300 a day. Five, Jerry, uh, Gary would say that it's $500 a day, which I'm not sure. That seems a little high to me. But so if it takes um, 30 more days to build a home, that means it costs me $15,000 more. If I could sell a home 30 days faster, that means theoretically I make I save $15,000. So what do I care if these faucets are $25 more each, if they can, if the bathroom can be built faster. So beyond changing in some ways who the manufacturer is selling to and how they uh, think about it, it's basically pushing the building material manufacturers to also think um, uh, about more modularity or um, in, 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 in what they make, or just help me understand that a bit. Yes. Yes. There's going to be a lot more. Uh, we'll just use I don't, I, the, the, the industry right now is trying to wrestle with what are the terms. Okay. But, you know, you hear terms like factory built, prefab, um, modular, panelized, volumetric modular. But the whole idea is it's not built on site. Um, and it's all about reducing waste and efficiency, getting it built um, cheaper, faster, better. They, they would say, I'll get, you get all three. And so your mindset needs to be on how am I going to do that? Um, there, there will always be custom homes that are built, you know, 
from scratch. There will still be, um, you know, uh, uh, a famous, you know, uh, famous buildings, art museums and so forth, or statement buildings that will be built from scratch. But more and more, you know, you're going to be building more parts of the house and the building are going to be built um, in an automated fashion. And when in the 1950s, a carpenter came to the job site and he made your windows. You know, he built your windows. Okay. He had pieces of glass, cut, cut wood. <laughs> he took wood, cut it and, and made windows on the job site. He also made your kitchen cabinets in the 1950s. Well, we wouldn't think of doing that today. Okay. Um, but that's how we did it. And so we're just now taking on, I think what I'll call the structure of the building. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, that'll, I, I, I see it very clearly. You ask, a, if I can just jump, uh, you ask at the beginning of this, a thing about distribution. Mm -hmm. So now another issue with these people, we'll say a Katera and Integra who are trying to drive waste and inefficiency out. They're looking and saying, okay, what role does the distributor play? How much does it cost me to have, to have my product go through a distributor? And are they providing value, uh, a commensurate amount of value? Okay. And, and if not, then I'm going to go to the manufacturer direct and I'm going to buy it directly from them. Okay. Um, and, or, or if I can't get the, uh, the value of a product from the manufacturer, I'm going to, I'm going to make it, I'm going to go to China and make it myself. So like Katera makes all of their own, uh, kitchen cabinets, lighting, flooring, uh, uh bathroom, uh, faucets, uh, and more. Okay. And it's not like they, they first sit down with the manufacturers and say, this is what we're looking for. Can you deliver this? And if they say no, then <laughs> they go, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go figure it out ourselves. You know, and, and so that, you know, it's also disrupting. You really have to be, you know, up your game about the value you're delivering. So at the inter it's going to be interesting, the role of the distributor as we go forward. Um, both from, if I'm now buying direct, I don't need the distributor. Uh, I think the distributor will have a role in certainly retrofit and remodeling and repair. They'll have a role when they do things like job site delivery of something heavy like roofing or um, drywall. Um, but you brought up also the, the advent of Amazon. You know, I'm seeing more and more of my clients are saying, okay, Mark, you know, we sell through Home Depot and Lowe's.com and now we want to get on Amazon. What should we do? And so ridiculous products that I would never, I would never order online. You know, people are, they're doing, they're doing their business doing quite well. Yeah. It, um, I mean, it, uh, it, 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 it's interesting to think, you know, if you're sitting there in the distributor shoes, um, you know, they're really challenged to figure out how do I add value in this situation or, and, uh, you know, and they're kind of getting it from both ends. Like you say, on the one end is the pressure to buy direct from the manufacturer. And on the other end is, um, more, uh, more digitally savvy distribution models like Amazon. I think the challenge for the manufacturer, of course, is not every manufacturer is set up or even has a sensibility of how to deal with people directly. <laughs> you know, one of the well, they're not. Things they've loved about distributors uh, over time is that it keeps them from the great unwashed customer, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's right. You're Oh, boy, you're so right there. Yeah. Yep. So, it, um, you know, it's a real challenge for those manufacturers to figure a way to pivot um, and, uh, and to make that a, a more natural part of their DNA. Right. Right. 
it, no, it's going to be a challenge for, you know, for all of them, you know, and uh, I think the, the one that, um, you know, I, I think some of them, unfortunately, think short term, you know, they'll just think about an order, um, you know, uh, versus they think about what am I really doing here? So you have to kind of choose, are you going to be law, you know, what, you know, are you going to be loyal to your distributors, which you can, uh, but you have to recognize, you know, what are you going to do? Um, and, or are you going to, let's say, do, you know, you're going to sell to distributors and sell direct. Okay. And, and that, okay, that can, that can be fine too. Um, but, um, you know, you need to like figure out how's that going to change your relationship with a customer. And to your point, are you staffed to deal with that? You know, you're going to have these pesky questions that you're not used to getting. <laughs> you know, do you, do you, are you prepared to deal with those? Yeah. Asked by people you're not used to dealing with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, it, uh, we haven't provided a solution to every problem in the last, uh, 30 to 40 minutes, but I think we've certainly we've identified a, lots of them. Yeah, and, and had a robust conversation around it, which has been fantastic. Mark, I've think, really enjoyed this. Yeah, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today, and uh, thank you so much for your insights. Sure. Glad to share them. Wish you all the best. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.